I'm Neil Osborne, and welcome to the Get to Yes podcast, where I teach, coach, consult, and speak on selling in the hair, beauty, and body industries. Have you noticed these days with your clients, or be they B2B salon owners or B2C salon and clinic clients, that being pushy just doesn't work? Talking doesn't work. However, asking and listening does. Throughout these podcasts, I'm going to discuss a style of selling that uses the skill of persuasion. Our belief is that you get to yes by listening, not telling. If you practice these persuasion skills, you'll become more successful, achieve greater results, gain that recognition you're yearning for, or maybe even just learn that selling can be fun. Hi, Neil Osborne from The Sales Catalyst here. In this episode, we're going to delve into something super important, your why. So whether it be you're selling to beauty salons, skin clinics, or owners of hairdressing salons, we all need to get clear about our why. So what's your why? Why are you doing what you're doing? Some would say that they love the industry. Others might say that their why is, well, they love helping clients. Or maybe it's the freedom that working out in field can offer. Or it could even be the travel. But on further questioning, we may find out that for some you've got some really clear goals. Maybe they might be about money or a career path, some desired status, or maybe some other private reason. So what's your why? Last week, I was conducting a B2C training with a group of laser technicians from a laser clinic group. And I asked them, a full room of young therapists, that same question last week. And most gave me what I would call the public response. You know, you've heard it. Oh, I love the industry. I love working with clients. So then I asked them the personal question. Why are they attending my training? While I actively listened to their responses, I continually asked my favorite question. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? While there were loads of different responses, most of the answers fell into two groups. And in most cases, they opened up to share their private reasons. The first group of answers clustered around a desire to move away. Move away from what they perceived as the discomfort of selling. Because as you know, therapists don't like to sell. When they have to try to convince people to their point of view or persuade them to buy, ultimately they feel pressure. Pressure to achieve their weekly sales targets And they were here wanting me to help them. The second group of answers clustered around achieving things or moving towards things. Building confidence around persuasion skills and in turn improving job satisfaction. As achievement, an increased sales lead to increased commissions. And ultimately, increased income. Better shopping experiences, buy that pair of jeans, those shoes or that handbag. Or maybe they were saving for something really special. So which was the difference between these two groups? Which group of therapists were getting the better results? The second group was averaging the better results post-training. And after further discussions and analysis of their numbers, it appeared that they were more motivated as they were rewarding themselves based on achievement. Amongst this group were also a number of keen goal setters. So that led me to think, because I wanted to ask you, how are you at goal setting? Do you achieve your goals regularly? Do you write them down or do you just have them in your head? 
Well, here are some interesting facts on goal setting. 80% of people who write down their goals go on to achieve them. That's right. 80% of people who write down their goals go on to achieve them. And even more interesting, 95% of people who write them down, visit them, see them, recite them, touch them, or experience them in some way on a daily basis, go on to achieve them. Now that's some interesting stats. Oh, and by the way, a study between millionaires and billionaires discovered one significant difference. Billionaires visit their goals more often. Unfortunately, a lot of us set our goals around, well, a particular time of the year, and that's New Year's Eve. And normally they're forgotten a few days into January. Because a goal without a deadline is a dream. So what's a great yet simple formula for goal setting? Well, I'd like to share with you my favourite. It's referred to as SMARTER. Each letter is an acronym. S stands for specific. So let's get specific. As a group, the girls that I was working with last week, they decided that they wanted to get some goals around a holiday. To get specific, we needed to pick a location. The girls decided on Fiji. It took a few minutes to do some Google searches, and they decided on Octopus Resort, out on Waya Island. Octopus Resort is located 27 nautical miles from the Fijian mainland. A 30-minute boat trip. It also has a variety of accommodation levels. Some really nice beachfront bureaus through to some really premium and romantic options. For the visual amongst the group, they had some images and they could print off some really fantastic photographs. And they also set a budget, $7,500 for two girlfriends for a week so that they could travel together and share the accommodation, or $10,000 for a really beautiful full-on pamper option or for that super romantic getaway. So they got really specific. They'd agreed on a location and they'd also set a budget really good specifics. The next letter in SMARTER is M, and M is for measurable. On this step, we decided to work on the $7,500 budget option, and we also decided that we would have this holiday in 12 months' time. That way, we could measure it. We could break it down, and we could measure our progress. So we took the $7,500 and divided it by 12 months which brought it down to just $625 a month of extra commissions that needed to be generated. We then looked at the weekly number. And if we take 7500 and divide that by 52, we come up with $144 a week. Some preferred to work on the weekly target, of course. And then we took it even deeper. We took it down to a daily level. And working a five-day week, they only had to generate an extra $28.85 a day. So here's the question. If you really wanted to go, and I mean really, really wanted to go to Fiji in 12 months' time for a once-in-a-lifetime holiday with your best girlfriend or your partner, are you prepared to do what's required to make an extra $28.85 a day in extra commissions? And we even dug a little bit deeper and discovered that well, on average, each of the girls did around about eight clients a day on average during their working week. So if we took that even down to the next layer, 
then they really only had to generate $3.60 in extra commission per client. Most agreed that this was really achievable, but in the same breath, they also acknowledged that they were really going to have to work on it. So we decided to lock in this measurable step, as we felt it really gave us some good markers to work towards. The next letter is the letter A, and A stands for achievable. I asked the group, if we were all working to achieve an extra $3.60 in commission per client per day, what could I do to help them with that? Well, as you can imagine, we discussed a variety of skills. But what it came down to, and their openness and honesty was really amazing, what it came down to was that they felt they needed to improve three specific areas. The first, upsell. They needed to learn some new skills around upselling the client to the next level of treatment. So we practiced that. And once they learnt the words, most found this new skill relatively easy. The second was cross-sell. They needed to learn how to open up a conversation and introduce the client to a different category of treatment. Most admitted they generally struggled with this cross-selling concept. Once they learned how to segue, they all agreed that this new technique was a real game-changer and that would really help them suggest new treatments to their existing clients. The third was retail. Some admitted that this was a really hard area to build on. So again, we broke it down and we discussed a few simple techniques to change perceptions here. So now they had a group of new skills. They'd learnt them and they practised them. Now they were all feeling that their goal of an extra $3.60 per day per client was definitely going to be achievable. The next letter in our SMARTER acronym is R for realistic. What's important when working through goal setting is that this step is real. And what I mean by that is, well, what are you working towards needs to be realistic. Let's look at a few examples. I heard someone over Christmas say, oh, I've just got to lose 10 kilos and and I'm going to lose 10 kilos in a month. Well, how realistic is that? Or worse still, did you hear their words? I'm going to. I'm going to lose 10 kilos in a month. Well, as you're probably starting to realise, the more you listen to me, gunners rarely go on to achieve anything in life as they're too busy telling everyone what they're going to do. The next big one is all about money. I want to be a millionaire. And by the way, for those of you who genuinely really want to be a millionaire, I'm happy to show you. Um, There's a very easy path to follow. It's in a shopping centre. And there's two places that you can choose between to become a millionaire. I must warn you, though, both have vastly different odds. However, both live in the same shop. Yep, it's the news agency. You can join that super long queue that you see on Monday or Saturday nights. You know, the one that the lotto queue. Or, like me, you can choose just to smile and wave at them as you walk straight past them. And you head to another section. It's the book section. And in the book section, I go to the self-development section. And I start doing some work on myself. Guess which will get you to a million dollars quicker and with greater certainty. Yep, you're right. The less crowded option. T is for timely. Goals need to have a time frame. A goal without a deadline is nothing but a dream. So what's a reasonable time frame that's not going to set you up to fail? but rather set you up to stretch. You know, stretch a little. 
or maybe you need to do a little bit of work to feed that stretch. The girls that I was working with last week decided to plan their holiday goals over a 12-month period. For most, this was reasonable and an achievable time frame. The next two final steps for me rank amongst the most important. As to set and to forget goals will just not even get you there. So the letter E in smarter is to remind you to evaluate, evaluate your progress. With the LaserText goal setting exercise, they could check in each day or each week or each month. If they had a bad month, they could readjust their forward expectations. Conversely, if they were implementing my training and they were having a good month or running slightly ahead of their goals, how do you think they would feel? Yeah, confident, pumped. Maybe they could look at upgrading their accommodation or who knows, even booking that beautiful helicopter ride. Finally, the last letter in our SMARTER acronym is letter R. And R is for reset. We need to acknowledge that we all have a life and the most certain thing in life is that from time to time, things change. From time to time, we need to reset our plans and make adjustments to the time frame of the way we planned to get there. It's important to remain determined, yet flexible. And as they say, build your goals in concrete and your plans in sand. So let's reflect. So I need to ask a really important question here. Where is your next holiday going to be? You're going to fly first class? Or are you going to fly business class? Who are you taking with you? Your bestie or your partner? Is it a waterfront bureau? Hmm, what are you thinking about? But here's the other question. Which one of those letters in that acronym jumped out for you? Was it S, so when you set your goals, you need to be more specific? Was it M, you need to improve your ability to measure and to see how you're tracking, how you're moving towards your goals. Are you setting yourself up to fail, or do they need to be, A, more achievable? Or is it R, for being realistic? How real are your goals? T, for timely. Do you have good time frames connected to them? Or again, you try to do everything tomorrow? Or is it something over a more practical time frame? Remember the last two are the most important. E stands for to evaluate. Evaluate your progress. Constantly check in and see how you're working towards your goal. And remember that R is the important one because we need to be flexible and we need to reset from time to time. So in closing, I can really only say one last thing. It's really important that we work smarter and not harder. Until next time, enjoy your day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Get to Yes podcast. If you like what you've heard, please share it with someone you may know who's looking to become more persuasive or wants to diffuse resistance and get to yes more often. Until our next episode, you can visit me at thesalescatalyst.com.au.